So, let me tell you something that you should have already realized by now about this fucking show you're listening to. This shit is supposed to be for mature audiences. As in grown-ups, mentally mature. It's supposed to talk about adult subjects in an adult frame of mind. It's not fucking that at all. This is two emotionally regressed, broken half-wits pretending to offer insight on movies. All they really offer you is an endless sexual perversion and a laundry list of personal paraphilia issues. You can make your own choices in life, but you have to choose this as entertainment. You know you're better than this. You have to know you are better than listening to Cinema Psyops.
it's not worth doing it as long when you have to do it twice. And welcome to <laughs> Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy that fucking somehow hit the play button twice, so he was pausing his own fucking recording and joining me all the way across the city of Omaha for the 354th consecutive week of this show is my co-host, Matt. Did we do this before? Yeah, you definitely did. You have fucking evidence that you did it before. But yeah, I, I, did, I hit the like, play button twice and did not fucking record on my side like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. I haven't done that in it's, fucking forever. And I, I can't. I don't even remember the last time you ever did that. Uh, I, I think the last time I know we ever had an issue is when I recorded my side all through the laptop and bought my actual microphone. <laughs> well, the last time that I can remember doing that was when we still had guests on the show. Yeah. And it was when we had F13 on there and I was so fucking embarrassed. I never wanted a podcast again. <laughs> that's that's too bad. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, come on. I'm Everyone not embarrassed about mistakes. it now. I don't fucking no. care anymore. It's like fucking, I really, I really mistakes. don't. Yeah, Who and, gives a shit. What and, are you not supposed to be a human being? Yeah, and I had so much of a beautiful explanation of what I was gonna try and do to explain to everybody, but I already had you confused. But I still think I should try and do this again, right? Let's try and do it again. <laughs> okay. So this, this time week, I'm gonna, this time I'm gonna stay out of it. Okay. And I'm gonna let you explain it. All right. So this week we are covering Sadako 3D in the yes. full franchise fest for the ring. Now this is the explanation that I'm gonna try and give to everybody as best as I possibly. Possibly can. All right. So this is a direct sequel, or not a direct sequel, but this is a sequel that is in line with the books directly below Spiral, but there's a novel that exists between the two. The interesting thing is the book that this comes from kind of almost ignores what happens in the book before it, but deals with things that happened in the novel Spiral, the movie that we talked about that was filmed in conjunction with Ring 98, that is a sequel to bring 98 technically but is directly adapted from the books now yeah now spiral being the next one in the series that we were talking about so it's ring 98 spiral and now sadako 3d because both the book that sadako 3d is adapted from and the movie itself ignore the events of the previous novel loop it's gonna leave folks a little bit of a gap in some of the understanding of some of the things that are happening but not terribly bad the main things that you need to know that at the end of spiral there is a sadako rebirth living clone that is the child slash hybrid version of that Maya is the the girlfriend of Ryoji, right, Maya? Yes. Yeah, so whatever that character's name was whenever she was revealed, that person that is the Sadako clone, and then they're going to release the virus and it's going to infect everybody and, you know, there's going to be a ton of Sadako clones and this weird stuff like that that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, yes. All of those events have to do with some of the things that are happening in Sadako 3D. Okay. All right. Now, the person that is Ryuji Reborn, which is the husband son of the hybrid Sadako Maya, that is Ryuji. He's going by the name Kashiwada, I believe. Okay. Kashiwada is turned into an artist who is trying to resurrect Sadako for revenge in Sadako 3D. But in the novel of S, he's actually eliminating clones of Sadako that we were talking about would end up happening because of that virus in the release in Spiral, right? Right. Now, those clones we do see kind of eliminated in the movie Sadako 3D pretty much right at the beginning, them being in the well and then all piled up there left to die in the well in a huge pile. In the novel, that's apparently Sadako clones. 
Oh, instead of just girls that he killed to try to make vessels. Right. Right. They're actually the clones of Sadako from that disease that uh, the Ryuji is actually eliminating. And um, Kashwada is the person that he's pretending to be. Somehow it leads back to him and he gets put on trial for it. Now, his death or his execution is actually the part of the cursed video. Oh. In the novel. Yeah. Whereas the what we're led to believe is a video of this Kashiwada committing suicide in the book. That's the main difference is what kicks this all off. I got you. Uh, the difference is the Kashiwada suicide video remains pretty much the same for everybody who sees it. And the one in the book changes. Like every time it's copied, it changes a little bit. And then it turn, finally turns into a final form after uh, Akane ends up being exposed to it because Akane is one of the characters in the book, just like uh, Tekanon, the, the two main lovers that are living together, apparently I in sin. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in sin. Now, they do hint at it in the movie, but the main difference is in the book, she is actually uh, with child from him and they're trying to rush and get married so that she, before she starts showing so that she can say that she's married because she's a school teacher and apparently that would be a huge embarrassment and, in like a big no-no or something like that. So that's uh-huh. like, it's like a hush-hush thing in the novel. They kind of hint at it, but then blow past it in the movie. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah. So th- those are kind of the main differences. So, um, Kashiwada in the uh, book is basically trying to stop Sadako and stop the evil and stop everything that's happening and get rid of the clones and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know if you had to change a heart or what the story is as to why, but that's what's going on in the novel. Whereas in the book, he's doing the opposite, where he's trying to resurrect her to uh, and destroy the world in the movie is the idea. So that's like the major biggest changes. Otherwise, it's relatively lines up pretty close to everything that happens in the book happens in this movie. Okay. But apparently, there's two of them and they're both based off of the book so maybe the book is like a like there's a two part adaptation of the book I don't know we'll know that when we see next week we're watching Sadako 3D2 alright now we did talk about this until my dumbass didn't record it but it does bear repeating and it does bear to bring up this film is 100% not a solid straight logical narrative it's more of a sort of nightmare logic film where you're kind of seeing you will see images as they float past you <laughs> And they will try and show you things that lead you down a path that will tell you a story. But if you think about them in a linear context of how logic should work, this film's going to make you get lost. Yeah, of course. Uh, now, and the only way you're going to see this film is with Flix Fling, I think is what it's called, unless you are an industrious person who has a VPN that can fake a Japanese IP address and you subscribe to Hulu Japan. Apparently Sadako 3D, Sadako 3D2 and the Sadako 2019 apparently are on there I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, Sadako 3D2 is not anywhere, uh, in the United States anyway. Uh, it was released on, I think they were both released on DVD like around 2013, 2012 uh-huh. here but I don't think they were in 3D. All right. So it might be Sadako and Sadako 2 on the DVDs if you find them, but it's 2013 and 2012 respectively are the years for that. And then there's one that was released in 2019 and that's the last Sadako movie we got to deal with until we do the Sadako versus Keiko at the very end of all of this. I gotcha. All right, so... I'm trying to lay out the differences in the novel and the story where the sequels come in and everything like that. And if you look at your handy chart, we are doing Ring, Spiral, the direct sequel to Ring that was released at the same time. And now Sadako 3D follows that storyline with the sequel. And keep in mind that the Hashiwada, which is Ryuji's uh, rebirthed version of himself and the Sadako rebirth version of herself, went off to live a life together. And in this film, they don't talk about it, but it's in the novel. Their offspring is one of the 
main characters of this film and novel. Huh, okay. From from those two clones. And so, or from those two, whatever they are, rebirthed people that this weird ring virus was able to bring about with the help of the geneticist. So there was a birthed child that the two of them were able to create that has Sadako DNA, I guess. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> and this uh, virus-y, power-y stuff too. Uh, yeah. Some of the psychic abilities and all that. So enough beating around the bush about it. We've already done this fucking twice. I'm fucking spent. Here's the fucking Legion Patreon ad. And right after that, real with Dead or Alive. Right. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for $5, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. That's the band Real. It's spelled with a backwards R, R-E-A-L, but the R is backwards. And the song is called Dead or Alive, or at least that's what it was called when I found it on the YouTubes. Of course. <laughs> and as I've been doing the last couple of weeks, I'm going to just keep doing this until I either run out or end up recycling and whatever ends up happening. But it's all female Japanese bands that fucking rock this week. Yeah, well, yeah, fucking name, man. That sounds gilly too shit. <laughs> yeah, that fucking guitar riff, whenever the actual thing kicks in, I'm still mesmerized at what the fuck they're actually doing there. I'm still trying to figure it out. It was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Of course, you're only going to hear that on the pirate radio edit. Those of you listening on the main feed are just going to hear whatever. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, so let's try and explain to them this extremely fucking confusing film now. All right, well, fuck it. It's not really that confusing until you like bring in the rest of the history with it. You do the standalone. That's pretty straight up. Yeah, we'll All see. All right, 
Yeah, Sadako, 3D, the first 20. All right, we see a dude. He's dressed in white. He's dumping a girl into a well. That's never good. I like uh, how it opens up with the ring opening up where they're telling you, yes, we are going back to the well, literally. Yeah, right. He laughs as it seems like something flies up at him. This is the opening segment title screen. And he's like sewing a white dress together and just being generally weird. Anyway, this is what we call a creep in the business. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Anyway, we see a bunch of peeps are getting ready for a live web show. And we see the live web show starts out with the dude in the white. And then all of a sudden it cuts to we see a lady next to him. And all of a sudden a hand pops out of the monitor. So nice little jump scare for all your 3D watching. Uh enjoyment i will say that while the cg is kind of ropey for 2012 2013 whenever this may have been released the 3d effects what they were trying to do where they were doing jump scares with the 3d makes me wish i could have seen this in 3d yeah uh, you know what nothing it wasn't too bad the the, the and don't get me wrong yeah the cg was a little uh, but it wasn't terrible no it was um, definitely passable the thing that was awesome was the uh goofball way that they throw 3d stuff at you where they're like yes this is 3d yes it's fucking cornball yes we're gonna be as cornball as possible with it and they just fucking roll with it and it still gets some moments that are genuinely scary the way they do it yeah agreed and then we see there's a guy he's just standing at a bus stop he's watching on his laptop and he starts kind of freaking a little bit and then we hear a voice that says it's not you so he gets up walks in front of a truck and just gets ran the fuck over uh cg and that wasn't so bad (laughs) no i mean that looked really good i was like jesus they spent Um, the money where they needed to they really did uh then we see a lady she wakes up from a nightmare she heads out of her room and she sees her dude uh, has been working all night on his computer um he asks if she's had a bad dream she's like no of course not you know lying to him we kind of get the feeling the whole entirety of the beginning of the film that we just saw was her dream like she has visions of this yeah right uh but anyway we see it wasn't because the cops uh are sitting there two detectives investigating the guy who stepped in front of the bus no i mean it happened but she dreamt it because she's dreaming what's happening oh it could be that too yeah they Uh, never say it outright but they hint at it with the editing yeah uh, anyway, the older officer states that they've had a lot of suicides in this area lately. Uh, then the, the, um, the, he talks about how there was a video playing on the laptop. Well, the younger detective brings up that there's been a rumor about a cursed video and it's being like really hot on the net right now. And he the also older gets cop, super course, excited. Like he's a ghost hunter and like really yeah. into this kind of urban myth stuff. It's kind of cute. And of course the, uh, older cop just brushes him off because he's uh, like a fucking boomer ass. Well, also, I mean, David just needs to be a boomer asshat. If you're a cop right now and you're investigating this, somebody's, I heard about a cursed video. You'd also look at him and go, dude, will you shut the fuck up? This is a a fucking crime, like maybe not even a crime scene, but a person died here. Have some fucking respect, you dipshit. Okay. Yes. I would personally be like that. But if I were a Japanese person raised in that culture and believed that this type of curse thing could exist, and also maybe I was old enough to know the event from 30 years ago or 20 years but then also you admonish him because he's a little too excited about it it's like you know come on have some decorum around here right Right. like i'm trying to figure out which one it is is what i'm getting at is why is this detective getting all boomer on him let's not let's not be so pleased about being at a death scene (laughs) um fuck and also clip (laughs) uh 
So then we cut to uh, some schoolgirl is looking for the video on her phone. She keeps getting 404 errors. She thinks she found it, and the teacher shows up. The teacher happens to be the young lady from earlier who woke up from the nightmare. Akane. Akane. Well, she decides to watch the video. The whole class gets around her, so you get kind of scared, and it just ends up being snails, so it's not the actual video. The teacher says she's going to keep the phone. She's a student. She has to confiscate it, of course, because there's no phones during class. She goes, she can come get it, and she'll turn it off even so that it doesn't waste battery. Then later on, the girl comes to pick up the phone, and the teacher looks over, and she sees the 404 screen is on there, and she's like, that's weird, I thought I turned it off. And it even vibrates a bit, but she gives it back to the student, not thinking much. Yeah, because, you know, maybe it had an alarm thing set to turn it back on at a certain time anyway. Yeah. So the teacher heads home, and her boyfriend and his buddy, they're kind of, the buddies search on the web, they've all heard about the cursed video, and they're trying to see it. And he, the buddy says, it wasn't even a video, it's a, it was a live stream that was cursing people to kill themselves. He goes, but now no one can find it. Well, later on that night, that same schoolgirl, she's on her phone, and she turns it off, and then she goes to do some homework. As she's doing it, she hears a voice that says, let's begin. Then all of a sudden, an arm shoots out of the phone, grabs her. All of a sudden, we see her flying out of her window down to the ground as a lady voice says, it's not you. All really cool effects that probably would have been really awesome to see in 3D, like the breaking glass everywhere, which looks shitty in CG, not in 3D, would have yeah. probably been an awesome thing to see in 3D. I agree. A lot of broken glass flying everywhere in slow motion. Broken glass is a big thing in this movie. <laughs> broken CG glass flying everywhere and no one getting shredded by it for some reason. Yeah, exactly. We cut to the teacher. She's covering up her boyfriend. She feels uh, like he's falling asleep on the couch. And she feels like nervous and she looks up and she sees a moth. Is that a moth or butterfly? Whatever it is, it's there. It is a uh, winged insect of some sort that's kind of furry and somewhat cute. Yeah, so it's either a moth or a butterfly. Uh, anyway, then she gets a call uh, about that girl, and she's really sad, and then an earthquake hits. It's kind of really an insane little scene there. Uh, we cut to the class and the teacher. She's there telling the class, and everyone's crying about how, you know, yeah, they're canceling class for the rest of the day. Everyone will go home, and they'll let everyone know, you know, what's going to happen after this. Then the cops talk to the teacher, the two detectives, and the girl apparently had her phone when she died, and a video had played on that phone. Then the teacher, she walks away, and she's kind of walking the halls, and the student, who was this girl's best friend, she asks about the girl, and she's like, it must have been the video that killed her. And as they talk about this cursed video, we see the cop, the older detectives listening. Anyway, the older cop, he calls his partner and tells him he can look into it. And you can tell the newer partner must have gotten super excited because he's like, Jesus Christ, settle it down. And that's the end of the first 20 minutes. I can see why you wouldn't let me get a word in edgewise until now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, come on. I know, I, I know we're close. Let's get to this 20 because we can go through it. <laughs> okay, so I alluded to this in the recording that never actually got to happen because I hit the play button twice and I'm still beating myself up over it. <laughs> Just settle it down. You're fine. <laughs> Everything's going to be good. Yeah, I know. But I won't let it go for like fucking months, you know. Probably not. Yeah, I know. Maybe years. <laughs> <laughs> I alluded to how at this time frame in 2013, there was a craze of 3D and you mentioned it as well. And you talked about how like a lot of franchises were going nuts for 3D and it was a way to rake in a little extra money, but it was also a way to get people back out to the theater because that was just something that people were getting into. And yeah. about 2013, it was really, really huge. Now, I also yeah, that's mentioned- that's when it was really zooming. Yeah. Now, I also mentioned that a lot of horror remakes and or horror movie franchises would nix a 
story in order to bring in a 3D element instead because they knew that that would put the butts in the seat. And I did go, <clears throat> after I said that, just like I'm doing yeah. here. Now, the Saw 3D is definitely the case where, I mean, the stories were already dwindling. No matter how much you like the original Saw, all franchises dwindle. It just happens. The only one exclusion to that is Phantasm, as we've discussed. Of course. Fantastic. Plenty on the show. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. the best of all franchises because they get better with less money because they throw uh, more story and ambition at it. And it's amazing. Saw doesn't do that. <laughs> no. no, it diminishes in story. I'm sorry. It does. Uh, the 3D time, by the time that it hits 3D is around this same time as well. And um, I mean, the Resident Evils were doing a lot of 3D shit for those movies by then. And those were bad just right off from the start and they just got even yeah. worse. But uh, so I would have 100% believed that when we did this Sadako 3D, I had the preconceived notion that there was going to be absolutely no story. This was going to be a diminished sequel that relies on 3D gimmicks only in order to get you some kind of cheap thrills and scares. Yeah. What I end up seeing in the first 20 minutes, whenever that guy tosses the lady down the well is no, they're going to use 3D in a way that is going to make you watch a lady fall possibly to her death nebulously for what seems like ever to where she looks like she is floating out of the screen at you in 3D. And then at some point you realize, no, she's probably already dead being dropped yeah. down there and you're watching a corpse being disposed of down a well. True. And then that's what you think, but yeah, you'd be wrong. Yeah. And then the next thing you see is this fucking arm shoot out of the screen at you and you're like, fuck, I wish I could see this in 3D because yeah, right? they're definitely not doing it as just a gimmick. They're trying to use it to scare the shit out of you and they're trying to use it in such a way as to where they're like, hey, we can do these shots. Let's do this. You know, instead of showing her floating in water and her hair's moving because of that, this particular dead body that's being dropped down the well that looks exactly like Sadako goes in a very slow motion, almost like they're floating out of the screen at you. Yeah. The, the way that they shoot it. And it really gets invasive. And I think in 3D, it would be literally right up in your face and probably pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> the arms jumping out like, at Jesus you. Jesus Christ. The arms jumping out at you while the arms are kind of CG crappy looking and they just shoot out of the screen. The way that they shoot out of the screen with the jump scare cord kind of thing that goes with it uh, yeah. is done in such a way to where it is a little startling and you probably would if it came out of the screen and came at you 3D ways and like worked with the 3D effect to go right up at your face with it with the hand grabbing at you. I can see where a theater full of people would jump back and freak the fuck out. Well, I mean, this there's a lot of really well done jump scares in this, in this movie. Yeah, this does eschew a lot of the creepy menace that you would get in Ring. It definitely goes hard on the we're running out of time, we have to figure out what's going on formula, but not because our main character is 100% concerned about herself, because as we can see so far with her that we're following her, she isn't watching the video. She's ignoring all this stuff. She's probably trying to tell, she's telling everybody else around them to stop doing it. She's investigating because she's losing people that are special to her, her students, and even yeah. Well, her, this student and this student was extremely popular. So right, and there is no reason, as far as we can tell, other than the video, because of the way that they were behaving, and you know that's going to affect everybody, obviously. And the fact that her own husband, who's like boss or coworker or whatever, was trying to get him to watch the video while they're at the house, is doing it too. Yeah. And she also just kind of she's very uncomfortable, and you can tell she's going to try and make them not do it, but because they can't get it to work. They just give up and move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, in the novel, at this point, the main difference is the would-be husband actually works for like a movie company or something. <laughs> 
and they use the video of the live broadcast suicide. It's given to him by his boss who wants him to work something up with it. So he copies it from a thumb drive to his computer, and that's where that change happens, where like the video changes slightly for the first time. Oh, okay, yeah. So the big difference here is you click on links trying to find it, and you have to actively search for the video. You don't just come across this video. There is no accident. You have to look for it and look for it and look for it. And then if you look for it enough, it finds you. That's basically what they're hinting at here. Looking for a video that's supposed to kill you. People that don't believe it could actually be real. Gotcha. But yeah, everyone who looks for it here talks about it as if they believe that it's real. They still just want to see it. Yeah, it's it's a weird fucking death wish to go looking for something that you think is going to kill you like that. But yeah. I mean, I can't judge people for that because I've done things that I was pretty sure were going to kill me and not just lines of coke. That's that's true. I mean, yeah, I probably did things that I'm like, oh, there's there's a chance of death in this. No, my best friend in high school drove a fucking tricked out fucking 79 Trans Am like the devil was behind us at all times. And I knowingly got into his car multiple times thinking that I could die in this next turn because yeah. of how he drove. No, I get I get that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I rode with, I definitely had plenty of friends who drove like there was just, who give a shit, let's all die. <laughs> yeah, he drove like he didn't want to live anymore if it had to be. Yeah, exactly. Speed. I think he listens to this show, so he knows who he is, and he's probably giggling that I'm discussing listen, him on listen, the show. Listen, there are plenty of people who I rode with who I'm like, I'm, I'm still questioning whether they even had their eyes open while driving. Right. I can tell you personally, in this day and age, if... If I were to go looking for a video like this, it's because I don't believe in it and I want to disprove it to people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> but I think a teenage version of me would want to go looking at it because not necessarily I don't believe that it can exist. I just want the bragging rights that I've seen it and lived if I do. I think that may be why some of the teens are driven to do it. This major popular chick that's like, you know, super happy-go-lucky, she's probably just looking for it because it's a thing that everybody's talking about and it'll make her super cool if she finds it. True. She probably True. wouldn't have watched it. I think it's just that she go, she went looking for it to find it so that she could say that she found it. And yeah. it found her because she was looking for it. Because that seems... It, yeah. I mean, we'll see that later on that that's the MO of this video is if you go looking for it, eventually it will find you. Uh, yeah, that's true. It is like... a It's like the ring curse on the videotape in that the video f- still finds a way to manipulate the people around you into seeing it too. Like what happened to the son of yeah. Raiko. So that's a possibility. I really don't know. The film doesn't really get too far in depth on about how that works. But the 404 error, once you find it, that's like... A, it's like a dead link. And then eventually the 404 error waits for you to be alone and the video gets you. Well, so you find out different things about this video too that we'll get into later on. Right, as the story sort of develops, but that's what we know for sure so far. Yeah. All right, we can move on. All right. Well, we start out then. Later on, the teacher, she's at home looking for the video, but then her boyfriend gets home. Uh, She asks him to get in touch with his buddy who was over before so that she can ask more questions about the video. Then uh, we see the two cops are talking, the two detectives, and the young one says this curse is real and he states it started with a live stream 10 days earlier and then he said the stream was being monitored and the mod who was watching it they killed themselves and then all who watched the video died at the same time by committing suicide and we see kind of all the deaths of everyone who had been watching it earlier we see them all they had killed themselves and how that was an interesting montage some of it really cool for 3d effects yeah um then we come back to the teacher and the boyfriend they get details from the friend about the video uh you know more just it's kind of like just really non-news for us right now it's more of what we already know yeah but 
but uh, they are working very hard to tie it into the previous films. Yeah. Uh, some of it having to do with some of the stuff we learned in Spiral, some of it having to do with the stuff that we learned in uh, Ring, the original Ring that it's tying it back to with the videotapes and everything. But they're doing it in a way where it's the characters finding out so that if you need to be caught up, you can. If you already know, you just kind of yawn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, good, good, good call. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I mean... A lot of movies do this kind of stuff and they do it so poorly. And I was actually really excited to see that this 3D thing that I was pretty much ready to shit all over right. when I was getting ready to sit down and watch it when we were going to do the review surprised me in such a way where I'm like, wow, I really like the way they just did that. Yeah, exactly. The two detectives then visit the apartment of the guy who did the live stream, the one who owns the video. The older cop, as he walks around, says everything seems fake, like almost like none of this is real. Like the apartment isn't real. Like it's a studio. Like no one actually lived here. And. And the landlady's kind of fucked up and says, aren't we all fake? Uh... The detectives talk more about the videos, and uh, the young one, uh, he very much believes that the cursed video is a thing, while the older one does not, of course, and we see Error 404 is still showing when you try to find the video, uh, as the young detective is trying to do. Um, He actually finds the actual, like, link for the live stream and gets that Error 404. He finds the correct link by searching for the actual artist, proving his theory is correct. Yeah. Um, the, uh, at school, a student is looking for the video. They're also getting there 404. Um, then, uh, uh, and that's the same student who was kind of like the other girl who died's best friend. Yeah, she um, took that death very hard because she refuses yeah. to believe that her friend would just kill herself and no one that knew her thinks that at all. Yeah. Um, the teacher then hears from another teacher that that same student really dropped from all her extracurricular activity. Uh, probably taking the death hard. Well, the teacher goes around, asks different girls where that other girl is, and they're like, I think she's in the study hall. As she leaves, she overhears those girls talking about how that girl's really changed since the other girl's death, and all she says is how she'll find the video, or she'll find it. So then the student, uh, she's, uh, so then, uh, I'm sorry, the student, we catch to her, she's in this, she's in the study hall, but she gets to the video. It pops up. We see the dude say, let's get started. He states how uh, this is the resurrection of S. S will destroy all of humanity. This would be the end of the world. And then all of a sudden we see Sadaku choking the living shit out of him to death. Uh, we see him fall to the ground dead. Uh, then all of a sudden uh, Sadaku's arm comes out, grabs the girl through the monitor. Just then the teacher gets in there and Sadako grabs the teacher, but the teacher screams, shattering the monitor. The girl is definitely scared of the teacher and runs away. Uh, and then we hear a little voice that says, it is you, not it's not you. It is you. The lady with the banshee voice is the thing that Sadako's looking for. Exactly. Uh, so then the cops interview the teacher, kind of ask her kind of different things, what's going on. She's not very committal in her answers, of course, because she's probably freaked to high heaven. Well, how do you say I destroyed the computer and made it blow up with my banshee superpower that makes everyone want to hurt me? Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you tell a fucking pig that? Well, you know, you just find your certain way of getting things done. Uh- <laughs> I don't think you can convince a pig that that's going to happen and be okay. Probably not. At home, uh, she tells her boyfriend all what happened. Well, that night, she flashbacks to when she was a little girl, and she we see her scream in school, and all these windows shatter, and that's the end of that 20 minutes. 
All right, so this flashback so little, that we're talking about. You get a little about, history. Yeah, the flashback that we're talking about here where she's a little girl with the screaming banshee power and yeah. she's apparently had this power her whole entire life. She uh-huh. is the progeny of the rebirth Ryoji uh, father or, or son, son husband thing to uh, Sadako's rebirth version that came from Maya. Yes. She is their child. Now, yeah, okay, in the book. Right. Now, in the books, it's actually revealed that she was believed to be a clone of Sadako and that Kashwara was looking to slaughter her as well but it turns out she is their spawn so she is technically not a clone has her own past she can make her own choices and all of that kind of stuff isn't going to be able to be used to bring Sadako back in the books uh-huh. yeah and um the reason he's killing all the clones is to make sure that Sadako can't come back and stop the powers in the books okay now in the movie this Kashwada guy is not that rebirth Ryuji apparently uh Akane is just has similar powers and a similar path as Sadako I like it better that she's her child that gives it sort of a <laughs> Emperor Palpatine and Ray Palpatine thing going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert for anybody that gives a fuck about that last three franchises. Well, I care. (laughs) Right, right. I actually said that for for you. (laughs) Oh, dude, okay, thank you. Because I know that you care, and I know that you actually do like those last three movies. I do. I actually do. I'm just a Star Wars fan. I I enjoy Star Wars. (laughs) Everyone else can get fucked if they can't enjoy it. All right, anyway, back to to the (laughs) the whole thing here. So the, the Ray Palpatine versus the Emperor at the end of the the last uh, Jedi film is pretty much what we're getting set up here with a Sadako versus her child in the book story and I kind of missed that in the movie so I actually was thinking what if she is one of those Sadako clone things and the guy killed all the other ones to force the Sadako hand to be this particular one which is the most powerful one who actually has her own power now before mm-hmm. Sadako took, takes over that's what I was kind of thinking Yeah, but having it be her own daughter and the idea that not necessarily she would come back to inherit habit the body of her own daughter but just that her own daughter is the one that's going after and trying to stop her i like okay i gotcha you know just because you know i got issues of my own but anyway yeah well (laughs) i mean who doesn't at this point right but the thing that i'm kind of getting at here is what they do give us in the film where it seems like there is someone who is given an equal power but this power to be able to shout her glass with her voice and then also just literally it looks like destroy anything with her voice like black bolt or banshee style right yeah uh, I really like that idea, and it makes it perfect for her to be able to destroy the power that Sadaku apparently has because it's a psychic ability. It also seems to work in dissipating the energy for the curse, and it destroys that link of the curse. And she breaks the curse for this person by bancheeing into the fucking monitor for her. Yeah, she helps save her students. So, I mean, she's using her banshee power for good. Right. I like it. I know that this is quite abreast of difference from the horror elements that we're seeing, but I'm also a fan of the Jason versus Carrie movie from Friday the 13th Part 7. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Jason versus the Jedi. Yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> right. Telekinesis, Carrie, whatever. Same thing. Uh, same thing. Yeah. You know, the Jedi use it for good. Carrie uses it because people made her feel like shit. So that's why I said Carrie. I mean, they did dump like, yeah, pig's blood on her. So she, she could do whatever the fuck she wanted at that point, in my opinion. Pretty much. Every time I watch the end of Carrie, I'm like the mom from Arrested Development hearing about the lady who murdered her children. And she goes, oh, good for her. Like, yeah, that's good for her. I'm literally sitting there with a martini that I don't even drink. I'm like, and good for her. Yeah, yeah, same here. Like, yeah, I would be the same way. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear? The young lady who had pig's blood spilt on her killed the entire class. Oh, good for her. Sounds like a great night. Okay. Good for her. Just to kind of bring it back to the movie and to finish it up here. Um, yeah. The, so the the idea that it's a psychic power going against a psychic power and she's going to fight Sadako and try and stop her. I really like that, even when it's daughter and mother and the mother doesn't intend to take her over. What the movie yeah. does here is raise the stakes where she's actually what Sadako wants the entire time. And now anybody who's seen the video is subject at any time to get or even found the link or went looking for it that's in her life is actually being sought out by the video and attacked just to force Akane's hand and get Sadako another shot at taking over over Akane or getting her hands on it. That's what uh-huh. we see from the rest of the movie out is Sadako is literally hunting her by attacking everyone she cares about. That is true, yeah. And that is She's where the- trying tr- to draw her out. Yeah, that's where the true horror comes in because she isn't looking to harm her per se. She's not looking to kill her. She wants her body as a vessel to bring her back. Yeah. So- she's got to get to her. Right. And the only way that she can get to her is to force her hand by going after everything that she cares about and everyone that she cares about. And that is fucking horrifying. And I do like that sort of head-to-head psychic battle a la Jason versus Carrie or Ray versus Palpatine. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to the next 20. Word up. All right. Well, the next day, she gets a call from uh, that one friend of her boyfriend's about the video and saying that uh, that uh, really the new information is a lot, a lot of people are saying that they hear the it's not you before they commit suicide. Uh, then all of a sudden the lights go out in the school and she gets freaked and runs into a computer room and all the monitors have that 404 on it and all the kids are staring at it. She freaks out trying to get him to stop watching before a teacher grabs her and all of a sudden the lights snap back on and everything's normal. Uh, and the teacher's like, nothing was going wrong. We just had a power surge. Um, so, of course, she made a scene, so she's in the headmaster's office, and she is told she's got to take a break. Uh, Basically, they're saying, you got to go away, the students are terrified by you, and so yeah. are we, or you're going to be permanently fired. This is your option. Yeah, just go away for a little bit. We can't miss you if you don't leave. <laughs> Wait for all this to blow over with a cool yeah. pint down at the Winchester. That's right. Um, that night, uh, she sees, uh, she's got to just stay outside, and there's a video billboard up there, and all of a sudden she sees hair coming out. Out of it and she freaks but then it goes back to normal uh she's at home her boyfriend gets home and comforts her so uh, that's just kind of a, a lovey-dovey scene there um as he leaves the room then uh, the bedroom he sees on his computer the video is playing on the computer and she rushes out because she hears it they're trying to turn it off trying to get it out of there finally the monitor goes black but then sadaku attacks the arm comes out uh again saying it's you it's you uh she again screams and the monitor blows up uh they run outside they they run away and they're resting outside like a, a electronic store that has a wall of tvs and of course sadaku starts coming out of those tvs they run again they start catching their breath again uh, by a truck that starts well that truck is one of those mobile digital billboard trucks so sadaku comes out grabs her boyfriend and drags him away into the video screen so then we have a flashback right away uh to when uh she was a girl 
uh, in that hallway that she made the glass explode that we saw in the last, but we see why. We see there's this weird killer in the school, and he already killed one of the boys in the school, and he's coming right after her. Well, she screams, of course, and it blows all the windows, and it fucks that guy completely up, killing him. And after that, because it, it was in front of her classmates, no one wanted to be around her. Like, she was sitting in class, and they were throwing shit. Well, stay in the doorway. But the only one who came in was who now we all know is her now boyfriend. Tanaka well, or goes, something. Yeah. Well, she goes up to the roof and it looks like she's going to jump. But the boyfriend comes up and stops her, talks and th- wants to thank her that she saved their lives, all that kind of stuff. And so it made her want to live life. And they, you know, uh, you know, of course, probably fell in love. Oh, well, he punched way fucking up, too, regardless yeah. of her terrifying powers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely punched up. <laughs> uh, I can tell you. Way 100 his coverage. I can tell you 100 percent. I would be in danger with this lady because, like, I would not care about the destructive powers one bit at all no yeah don't piss her off <laughs> i try not to but then again you know <laughs> yeah it's us well we're always gonna piss someone off <laughs> um so then we were back to the present day um the uh cops are interviewing her and she's come to a few realizations she tells the old police officer the older detective that the video is real the video is alive and it's moving that's why you see the 404 the video is not just a video it is alive it is it's 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 and it moves looking for someone yeah she admits and that because it's hunting her and it took yeah. something from her finally she realized that the video this s it's looking for a vessel and because she has no form right now so it needs her so the video wants the, the this s wants her to be the vessel well later on the old detective he's just kind of resting in his chair and his partner comes in his partner has sadako's hair in his face and it's kind of telling him the video is real he's obviously possessed he has a gun pointed at the older detective but he's able to fight it and he forces himself to well shoot himself and killing himself did not and, like this part, but I get it. She had possessed him to make this happen. Yeah. And that's the end of that 20 minutes. Yeah. Did not like this part at all, dude. Really? Yeah. When he walks up. I kind of thought that was interesting. With the, when he walks up with the long hair, like I could see the makeup and like how bad the scenes uh, were. And the actors like overplaying it. And I just, I wasn't fucking feeling it. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I well, How about this? I liked the idea then. Yeah. The idea is definitely creepy. The execution just had yeah. me snickering just wasn't like a there. fucking idiot yeah i just I, I well, couldn't that, help it that i don't blame you i guess for me i was more talking about the 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 thought of it you know the 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 idea maybe not the execution but the idea was a cool idea to do like she possesses one of the detectives to try to kill the older detective so that he can't help her one of the 3d gimmicks they do a lot with is the hair the hair comes out of tvs or comes across tv screens or the computer monitors i should say when you're video watching the videos or the, it'll infect the tablets or the the, uh, the phone screens like you see the hair coming across and when the girl was being attacked Sadaka was trying to suck her into the TV using her hair and there's yeah. a couple of other instances like where Sadaka was grabbing and I think she actually drags Tanaka off into the video screen with her using her hair right mm-hmm. so yes. there's a lot of hair attacks in this where the hair is acting almost like a tentacle where it's well, a the hair is a weapon for Sadako now yeah and it is wet and gross whenever they use practical versions of it like it looks yeah. like fucking matted seaweed in a couple of sequences when they're using the practical stuff. And there is some practical stuff that they do with Sadaka where she comes out and it's actually a her, even though it's a bigger screen or whatever, and they make it look more giant. They, they find a way to make it actually work. Uh, but a lot of the CG stuff where Sadaka's coming out of the billboard.
board and everything. The idea was fucking terrifying. The execution kind of cornball. But I think if I saw it in 3D, I'd forgive that because it would be coming out at me and I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. So like it's coming right for us. Right. I mean, if that's what you're if you're having your budget for the actual CG effects so that you can make a CG 3D effect that's going to scare the shit out of me just by the nature of it popping out at me and startling me for the fun of it, because that's what this film is really trying to do is take us on a fun and terrifying ride um, through some really dark subject matter that doesn't quite match the hey kids let's have some fun a- yeah, aesthetic right. that they're trying to put behind it it's really uneven and it's kind of unnerving the way that they're just trying to have so much fun with what they're showing us here like there are some silent hill horror visuals coming our way in some yeah. of these sequences coming up and they still try to portray it as this is a fun fucking action film romp and i'm like no this is fucking terrifying yeah it really is <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to the like real nightmare fuel part of it that really turned like i know that what i'm saying right now makes it sound like i did not enjoy this film and i'm bagging on it and i'll tell you at this point while i'm watching it i really kind of was kind of like oh my god what the fuck what what's next you know uh, yeah. there's a few things that i'm like okay this is kind of cool but what on earth could possibly have happened to make me turn around on this matt um i, I believe whatever comes out of the well <laughs> is that in our next 20 minutes because the people need to hear about that shit uh, yeah i believe it is <laughs> let's fucking tell them about that jesus right, let's get there all right because jesus christ all right so the teacher's walking home and that boyfriend's friend shows up and he's all obviously possessed and he tells her that she needs to hurry up or the boyfriend will die and the and to send her a message the girl in the hospital is next he runs away and she chases him and then she comes to a dead end she turns around and now he's all a distorted monster and that was kind of nightmare fuelish yes (laughs) yeah 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 then the uh, old detective he goes back to the dude's apartment and he sees this wall and he touches it and it was all those type of moths we saw earlier and then we see there's a uh, <laughs> drawing of a monstrous sadaku and uh, a bunch of writing on the wall all talking about the resurrection of s and then we see what he had done he had dumped a lot of women into the well to make them the vessels of sadako um uh, then we cut to the teacher who runs to the hospital and sees the girl on the roof she's at the ledge as the teacher's running up and right as the Sadako's arm grabs her to pull her, the teacher saves her. Uh, so and and that makes the student hug her and thank her for saving her life. You know, not scared of her. Okay, so the like teacher uses the banshee scream again, destroys the object that is yes. trying to make Sadako use to kill her. The student is terrified at first, but then realizes banshee scream save life and hugs teacher. All is well now. Teacher will have job back. Yes, yes, and also you know student cares once again for teacher <laughs> and. Also, student is safe and realizes teacher saved student, so therefore teacher feels validated. Very, yes, very validated. Yes. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Everyone yes. is happy, happy except is. for the screenwriter that's like, why do I have to put this stuff in? Ah, Jesus Christ, what is all this shit for? Can't we just make everybody die miserably like all the other Ring films? <laughs> Everyone's like, no, not this time. Yet. But here's the thing, right? Uh, an equally powerful psychic that is also the main target for Sadako being able to battle her like this and save lives, I'm cool with. It's like, you know, the comic book of the Harrowers that were taken on the fucking Cenobites. I'm totally yeah. fine with the angels having 
their own fucking weird mu- mutated people that can fight the demons. Fine with that. Yes. Yeah. Right. There you go. Um. Uh. So then the teacher, she's walking down the street, and the old detective pulls up, and she says she wants to help to go save her her boyfriend. So she gets in the car. They're driving. The detective tells her the story of Sadakia. Then tells her about how the dude dumped the girls were alive when he dumped them into the well just barely but they were alive to help take as a vessel uh so then uh they get to the old facility and they find the well uh he looks over into the well and a bunch of locusts fly out and then all of a sudden we see this weird fucking creature crawl out and it is horrific looking we need to actually describe the actual creatures when they come out talk about the creatures have their limbs are extended fully almost like a like the back legs are almost like a frog right okay the mutation is essentially this the frog Front half of the Sadako women clone vessel things that are coming out of the ground are nothing more than like sort of creature intelligence level base hunting monsters. They basically work like the nurses from Silent Hill, only their shape is the front half of them is still very humanoid and normal, but the back half is twisted. Their their legs are uh, elongated and super long in such a way that they crawl like a a web. You know, like they, they look like those Weta bugs that yeah. have like those super big back legs yeah. or whatever. and Or like uh, uh, cave crickets and shit like that. Yeah, or like those really fucked up weird looking crabs is like how they move. So they do yeah. crawl on their hands, but they also just can walk and balance on their front like fucking frogs do like that. And they crawl and they're huge. And the CG versions of them aren't necessarily as scary to me, but there are practical effect versions of them where there's actually people moving and are in control of their bodies and doing these really creepy herky-jerky motions that remind me of how the nurses move in Silent Hill. So it looks like a monster from Silent Hill designed to look like Sadako is essentially yeah. what it is with those giant back legs. It's absolutely horrifying. They're terrifying to look at and the practical versions of them are actually there and knocking shit over and doing stuff and even more fucking terrifying when they grab at her and stuff. And on top of that, they found a way to practically animate the hair because the hair still comes at you from these things too. Yes. And it's wet and, and gross and looks like it's filthy and just everything about them is fucking wrong. And these yeah. things turned my opinion of this film around because they were just baiting me and getting me to this point. And then the practical effect of the face. Because that was, I don't think it was CGI, that looked puppet. No, it's its a its a human being behind that, moving and opening yeah. their mouth with oh prosthesis I mean, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they're fucking terrifying and awesome. Yeah. Well, anyway, one jumps on the old detective, starts biting him in the neck. Sadaku screams, and the monster comes after her, but she hits it with a rock, and it turns into a bunch of locusts. Uh, The old detective, of course, dies. He bleeds out. She sees two more come out of the well, and we get the chase game. We get a lot of cat and mouse, a lot of hiding, all that shit. Um, oh, and it keeps cutting back to the well, and more and more of them keep coming out. Yeah. So however many we, women this guy killed, there is an endless yeah, supply of these monstrosities. Yeah. Uh, get a lot of jump scares, a lot of good shit going on here. Um, and then uh, she uh, turns another one into a locust and then barricades herself into a room. That'll end that 20 minutes before we go into the fight. So she's clobbering them, she's stabbing them, and she's slaughtering them as in such a way. As long as it's her killing them, they'll turn to locusts and be done. Yeah, she has some kind of a power to where she is severing the connection that is animating them and make them be. But 
at the same time, she is also on a vengeance quest, destroying these things too. It's yeah. it's kind of interesting because they're coming after her. She's terrified of them, but then she kind of turns the tables right after she locks herself away. We'll see that here in a second. And it's yes. fucking glorious when she starts haunting them. I almost start feeling sorry for these things and I'm terrified by them. Yeah, me too, but fuck, go her. Yeah, we, we can move on from here because it's all pretty much straightforward action. Yeah, let's hit it. There's not uh, a the fucking final- subtitle in sight it's all action pretty much from here until like the very very end yeah Yeah. i don't you don't really pay attention to much um she barricades herself in the room but a beast busts in there she hides and the thing's like going around trying to find her it's a really tense moment well anyway it tears the doors off this large cabinet and it looks but it's empty but then it, it turns around and she's behind the actual cabinet she pushes it on top of it and runs out they did a fake out um, with like two other cabinets before this but that one was fucking glorious yeah, that was great um however the uh creature still does get to her and drags her but she then uh it starts dragging her up some stairs uh or or i'm sorry she's up the stairs starts dragging her down she grabs a pole and locusts that motherfucker uh uh with it uh then another one jumps at her and she stabs that motherfucker with the pole here's where she just starts fucking him up this is where i start feeling bad for them i'm like jesus they have no chance then more show up and she runs and she comes into a room with a chair and on the chair is a cell phone standing up with a video of her boyfriend on it. Uh, She goes up to it but then she gets surrounded by the creatures and right before they overtake her she screams and all those motherfuckers explode. She shatters them like they're the glass and all the other stuff. She can destroy Sadako clones too. Yep. But the most badass part is then she's kind of laying there on their knees and then she just moves the pole behind her. There's a creature alive behind her and she dusts that motherfucker without even looking. Badass. That is old school fucking samurai and I love it. Yeah. Um, So then she gets to the phone and an arm grabs her and drags her in there and now she's grabbed by the throat and she's face to face with a human Sadako in this other reality. She looks over and her boyfriend is holding a knife to his own throat almost like he's trying to fight it with before it cuts him. She begs, she begs, she begs for her to let her go and all of a sudden we see the knife just fall no blood on it. The boyfriend's gone. We actually um, heard him scream and it sounded like he was forced to kill himself and then we see the yeah. knife is gone and no blood. Yeah. And and then Sadaku kind of mentions how, you know, they're the same pe- person because they have the same powers. And she's like, no, we're not. You use your powers to kill. I have not given up on humanity. I use my powers to help people. They kind of just go a little, you know, back and forth like that. This was the Ray Palpatine th- reminder sequence for me that I was alluding to is when they actually yeah. had that speech. And she's like, no, we are not the same. Yeah. And then Sadako invades her and it covers them both up in hair and it's a fight. You can tell they're both fighting. Well, the boyfriend pops back into reality, the you know, the actual reality. And we see the moth drops a, that phone that was there uh, and it has 404 on the screen. So he uses a rock and he smashes the phone and you can hear horrific screaming coming from somewhere. Well, we go back to that hair fight where they're covered in the hair. They fall through that reality back into our reality. The boy boyfriend starts tearing through the hair and he finds her you know kind of unconscious she wakes up uh we find out it is her that won she knows that you know she's she's happy to see him uh they embrace roll credits So the hair fight thing was a little weird and I didn't really enjoy that, but that's much to be just like a cultural thing that I just don't get, I guess. Yeah, I, I thought it was a weak way to, I think that's when the money ran out 
to me. So the final battle was just them covered in hair. They gained I so th- much goodwill with all of those fucking Sadako clone monster things that yeah. fucking creeped me out, and I still can't fucking not unsee them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's fine for me. So I'm 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 fine because those creatures are so badass. I'm like I could deal with the final fight, maybe not being up to snuff of what I wanted it to be. Yeah, and I mean they're trying to show that like Sadako is you know overtaking her with the hair, but I think we should have heard the scream. Yeah. Beneath all of the hair, and she's trying to compact it down to win. We should have, there should have been something more than just like hair everywhere because it was just literally hair everywhere. But yeah, when it does come into the reality and he's tearing through the hair to find Akane, that stuff is wet and filthy and gross and just looks like it was pulled out of a drain, right? Yeah. Like it looks uh-huh. like that clump of hair that you've just pulled out of the drain with a snake because like exactly. nobody uses the fucking hair catcher that you've installed in the tub ever. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's just, it's gross. Uh, uh, it, it's a gross feeling to think about being wrapped up in that hair. Yeah, let alone uh, having to tear it apart to find your love. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and it actually does look that disgusting and gross. And like, I will tell you, yeah, the film does kind of fall apart at the end. And yes, it's a big dumb popcorn ride, but it's a movie shot to be in 3D. What else did you expect? Yeah, right. It's like, hey, that's that's kind of just what that's going to be. But I enjoyed it. I liked the movie. Yeah, I had I a liked, fun time because that's what I, I was expecting. Yeah. I liked the story. I even liked the story. I didn't mind. I, I thought the story actually kind of worked for being 13 years later and trying to incorporate that technology into this story. I mean, who watches videotapes anymore? Of course, Sadako by 2013 would have been forgotten. No one watches videotapes anymore. There's no such thing as VCRs. And unfortunately, everybody looks for the live stream where the dude killed themselves. I've seen plenty of people where I'm like, seriously, why yeah. do you even want to watch that? But they yeah, do. everyone would do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know plenty of people that do that sort of thing. So someone uses that in an attempt to revive her it does make sense and it's a way to bring her back and he commits suicide by sadako and by everybody witnessing him dying by yep. sadako they therefore give her a little bit more power exactly and i think all of the deaths that happened previously gave her just enough strength to make those clones come out of the well whenever she needed them to for the battle yeah. you know to, yeah. to happen here or to soften her up i mean those things were absolutely horrific and the sequences where she's running through that abandoned building we're back to oh it's the hospital area in spiral that you know we were talking yeah, about in the 95 but at least these ring. are cool ass creatures right. fucking coming into them right but it was an abandoned medical facility hospital that she was running through from them it looked more like a mall at certain points too but I, I mean that's where it was supposed to be um maybe there's been other people that tried to develop on this land but sadako has tainted it in such the way that everybody abandons their projects yeah right yeah <laughs> or somebody eventually ends up cursed or something who even really knows but the abandoned area that she's running through and it and trying to hide in is very fucking creepy very much feels like Silent Hill when she's there. Uh, that atmosphere is great. The creatures are absolutely horrific. And again, it's not top shelf fucking horror, but it's a good fucking time. And there's plenty of jump scares that you're going to go, ah, and if you can see it in 3D, you probably would enjoy it even more. Yeah, yes, I agree. Uh, definitely. <laughs> it's not the greatest of the fucking series, but it's definitely the one that I had the second most fun watching. I still, Ring 2 is still the best in the series for me, but um, yeah. and Ring obviously. No, I agree. Ring 2 is still the the better of the of all what we've seen so far but i you know 
Maybe it's because I didn't go into this with high hopes. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I would put this in the top five of the ones that we've watched so far, certainly. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed this way more than I did Spiral, and you even kind of like Spiral, you know? Yeah, I even kind of like, but I enjoyed this more than Spiral as well. well but I, yeah, I even enjoyed in Spiral a little bit, but no, I, I, this is definitely better. So my one, two, and three so far for my top five are definitely Ring 2, then second place is Ring, third place is Ring 0. Yeah. Because I did actually really, really enjoy that film. So far in fourth place, I'm going to put Sonako 3D, believe it or not, because I had that much fun with it. It's right behind the original series run. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I don't disagree with your run. <laughs> um, Spiral's definitely going to be probably the bottom of my list so far, unless like <laughs> unless the next two Sadako... 3D2 and Sadako from 2019 are so fucking terrible, they make Spiral look good. Yeah. <laughs> Spiral and Ringed 95 TV are definitely the bottom of my list. Yeah, probably. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> this is definitely better than those two. I had way more fun and enjoyed it a lot more. I don't care if that makes me a cornball or not. And like I said, it's harder to see unless you get the DVD and you probably won't see it in 3D no matter how you get your hands on it. Unless yeah. unless you like import a fucking Blu-ray that's 3D. Um, unless I, maybe you live over in Japan and you're listening to this show then you're like i can get it easily guys i don't know what your problems are <laughs> well there's the thing that i told you about but i don't even know if you get it on hulu if it's going to be 3d or not or how that's even going to work for you so i'm not going to make any promises there that's true in hulu japan if you have that capability with your vpn or you just are located actually in japan <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no i did I, I i did enjoy this i thought it was pretty cool and like i said my attitude going into this was going to be oh i'm gonna shit all over this i was expecting texas yeah. chainsaw 3d out of i this. was i was I totally was ex- expecting I, that kind of horseshit. i yeah. was expecting the saw 3ds that the ones yeah. that were shot in 3d for saw i was expecting that level because it's in the right time frame and it is the right area of a franchise at the time to just basically wuss out and rely on 3d to draw people in and not really do anything with it and yeah. instead they went super artistic with some of the shots they went super Super jump scare crazy with it. They really leaned into the 3D in such a way where they're like, yeah, we're going to scare the shit out of you, but we also want you to have a blast. We want this to be a fun ride scare film. And yeah. I think they accomplished that pretty fucking well. If that's if that's what you go into this expecting, you're going to have a good time watching this one. Well, and then not only that, but we may be putting our standards based on what Americans do with their 3D shit at that time. You know? That's true. Maybe that's true. Other I mean, countries kind of maybe keep their standards up a little bit better than we do. Hey, that's fair. That's that's fair, but what I'm saying is when it comes to horror franchises, this usually, is, this yes, is what, they, this is they always get worse. Yes. Yeah. 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 Especially when they finally go to 3D or space and or I will in even the say hood this. or back to the hood or from yeah. space back to the hood. Doing this show long enough, I've seen enough other franchises in other countries go to shit. So I it, maybe it's not so much just an American thing. It is just a franchise thing. You can only go to the well, no pun intended, so many times before... It's just dry and used up and terrible. Yeah, I would definitely assume that in the case of The Ring, we're always going back to the well. No, we're always going to have to go. If you don't go back to the well, it can't be The Ring. <laughs> yeah, The Ring is the well. The Ring is yeah. made when the it's well the- is capped and all you see yeah. is the branch of sunlight just around The Ring. That's what that ring yeah. is. That's the whole fucking thing. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. You have to get it's, back to that to make a movie there. The fucking, you can't have a ring without the circle of the fucking well. <laughs> well, we have definitely not killed enough time, so how about we do some psyop news for the folks tonight, unless definitely you got something else some, to say. No, let's do some psyop news. <laughs> I tried to pad the front of the episode, and then my dumbass didn't even record it. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm going to make up for that by playing Silent Siren on the Pirate Radio Edit with Routine. We'll have psyop news right after this. Yeah. 
was Silent Siren with Routine, and goddamn, that fucking rocks. Yeah, that was some good shit. That's technically Japanese pop, my man. Like they've they're far yeah. ahead of us for like everything yeah. still to this I mean, day. Apparently, usually they usually they are. <laughs> There's only one thing that we excel in, and that's destroying our own fellow man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, let's let's not give America the edge on that one just quite yet. <laughs> well, let's just display. <laughs> We're fairly young to get that nod compared to how many other countries have, yo, know, completely inevitably tossed people aside. Well, let's just prove how America is a bunch of cuts by giving me some psyop news. This comes from our boy, Christopher. That's our man, Christopher. He's all man. Um, he's all man. I mean, yeah. He's all person. He's my, he's our person. Wait, is that Christopher Page? Yeah. Oh, no. He's all man. He's all, all podcasting man. man. He's he's a, he's a time-shifting orphan, that man. I only picked this, and I'm going to have to read this. I'm going to say right now, this article is written by Katie Notopoulos of BuzzFeedNews.com. I want to say it because she writes this very entertainingly, and I'm going to be going off of it. But the reason I chose this story is I was there when this all went down. I was in that Ask Reddit when all of it went to shit, because I thought it was an interesting Ask Reddit. And so I was there for this. You were there when this shit went down, huh? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Ten years... Yeah. Ten years ago, a man jizzed in a shoebox, and the internet was never the same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. It's it's Reddit lore at this point. In early May, is a cure for cancer. <laughs> in, er, in early May 2012, Reddit history was made with an offhanded answer to a simple question. What's a secret that can ruin you if you got out? Pull I love those ass. I love those that ask Reddits because they get. I mean, you just realize how fucked some people are in this world. Everyone will be coming on my face. <laughs> that too. Uh. So anyway, thousands of comments describing a full breadth of the human condition flooded in. But one comment by user Linfect stood out. Not for the actual secret, which was about stealing cash from a family member after a funeral, but for the throwaway comment attached to it where they also said, oh, and my cum box. Your cum will quote. better. So he added that as a little tag on top of a whole story. I remember seeing it and going, wait, what the fuck did I just read? So the guy <laughs> confesses to stealing money at a funeral and then talks yeah. about having a box of cum. And that, but yeah, and it's so just tagged. It was so just tagged on right at the very end. Like a long story about how he stole money from somebody and then little one little just i mean it's uh it's five words oh I, I, you were there three thousand years ago when this happened shut yeah, up yeah. are you talking about penises i am so you read that so, about the jizz box and you're like omg a jizz drinking game <laughs> kinda so when he was pressed by other redditors he went on well it's he says it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a shoebox, or at least it once was. And whenever he masturbated, he came into it. Uh, he's had it for two or three years at that point. OMG, a jizz drinking game. Uh, so he stated it had a fair amount of cum in it. Your cum will probably taste better. I'm pretty sure that it has permeated the entirety of the oh. cardboard. God, Jesus. I mean, just, the integrity oh. of that box smells a lot like fucking stale ocean water for some reason. <laughs> He stated it smells atrocious. Yeah, it's covered in fucking cum. Of course it does, Clip. <laughs> he he uh he tried to burn it once, and when he lit it on fire, it was too damp, 
tuned to the cum that was simply sizzled. It didn't manage to actually light up. Dude, let it dry out first. Then he stated, it turns out, burning cum smells awful. Well, yeah, it's just like burning people. Yeah, so, wait, okay, how do you know? <laughs> how do I know how what burning know people smells like? Yeah, yeah, how do you know that? I've been advised by my attorneys not to answer that question. <laughs> how fucking, how many attorneys do we got now? Enough for it to be plural at this point. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. Uh... Uh, so, uh, anyway, they, now he has to spray it with a deodorant body spray just to get the old smell of burnt cum away. Uh, he states that there's also some drenched paper stuck to it, and he, then he goes, that's pretty much it. Uh, and then he posted photos of it as well. I was never brave enough for the photos. I, uh, I left those be. Those, those links stayed blue. So uh, you were in this chat room when this confession happened and the interrogation began when yeah. everybody wanted to know what he was talking about and this entire yeah. notorious threat of the cum box existed. Yeah. Is this yeah. is this where the confession of cum jars comes from too? Is this box? Is this does it all develop from this? I it's possible. It, listen, the sheer amount of replies that came from his comment and then his replies to those replies and their replies to that. I eventually, you ever get an upset stomach? Because Blood I juice. did. Yeah. Blood and juice. I just, I couldn't really read on anymore. I, re- I had read enough. <laughs> yeah. The more you read about this, the more awful it gets. And yeah. you just kind of yeah. want to ask the guy like, why are you coming in public swimming pools? Well, I mean, cause he has a box to do that in. I mean, are you paying attention? <laughs> right. But like, <laughs> I want to give this guy some fucking life advice, you know, but like well, at this point it's too late because he tried to burn a box while it was still yeah. soaked. Like, a fucking also, idiot. Also, remember, this is 10 years ago. Yeah, I would hope he has learned from his fucking stupid efforts of catching his cum in something that can be easily disposed of. Yeah, why didn't he try to light it on fire? Why didn't he just, like, throw it in a paper, like, a, or in, a, in a trash bag and then just find a dumpster someplace? <laughs> or maybe dump it in, like, a trash bag with a shitload of bleach so that your DNA yeah. is destroyed if you're worried about that before, you know, yeah. for disposing of it that way. Or just perhaps before you try to burn something, let it dry out first, you fucking idiot. Start coming well, in a different box for a little while, maybe. Well, I don't know if this guy was playing a full, with a full deck. You know, well, um, I mean, OK, just off the top of my head at the age of 11, I could have came up with like five different better things to come on and or in that yeah. could easily be cleaned up and or gotten rid of. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, I, uh, I agree. <laughs> totally. I was very <laughs> industrious at that age at finding things to come on and or in that could easily like be to, disposed of. I like to think most of us were. <laughs> Most of us, but, yes. Some of us clearly like, were not. Well, like obviously, this there are thing. a few of us who weren't. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anyway, Lynn Fecht was hardly the first person to talk into the internet about collecting a semen in an unaccepted, in an unexpected receptacle. There is a long and storied tradition of young men on message boards like Reddit or 4chan showing off all manner of seminal fluid-filled vessels. Come jars. Arguably- yeah, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Clip. Or- <laughs> It's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, arguably, uh, arguably, the Reddit cum boxers, warning, there is a not safe for earth link in there, are more substantial disgusting since you can really see the cement, as are the, the subreddit crust panties. Well, the 4chaner who collected semen in a jar containing a My Little Pony figurine, or the 2020 Minion Cum Jar Project. It's a thing. Um... I never heard of that 2020 Minion Tub Jar project, and I uh, 
I don't think I want to know. Okay. Um, I All that I know is that shit like this exists because there's a couple of folks that I follow that I basically have them on my social media platforms for doom scroll purposes. Oh, wow. Their okay. entire existence is to tell me of things that I wish I didn't know existed. And that's the only reason that I follow them. Jesus. And this person has been talking about that for a while. And that's why I know. All right. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, uh, Matt will attest. I don't like Reddit. I don't, I don't go on Reddit. No. The most, everything. He's not a Reddit guy. Yeah. Everything I know about Reddit is from this fucking guy telling me all the awful things that he finds on Reddit. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just me. So he doesn't have to do it. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I let someone else filter through all that horror. Like, I don't listen to Alex Jones, but I'll listen to fucking Knowledge Fight and listen to them depict it, like tear it apart and just tell me everything that's happening about it and playing clips from it. But I won't give yeah. that guy a minute of my time otherwise. Just no, like I, I, won't, I won't go to fucking Reddit, but I'll read about this guy that finds this dark shit on it all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, he goes, but she goes on to write, but Linfex Cumbox was different, singularly unique. It's hard to pinpoint exactly why. It's like trying to explain why Mozart, why Mozart Symphony sounds better than a Solari. Uh, what distinguishes the genius of of a Jackson Pollock from a splatter painting of my five year old, uh, my five year old maid? But uh, she then tries, and she made this. She she tried to make a little poem. <laughs> Uh, or not a poem, but a, like an explanation of what this is. She states, he is Cumbox Lady Macbeth desperately trying to wash the splooge from his hands. Um, the photos Clip. of the box are, su- <laughs> the photos of the box are simultaneously inscrutable and captivating visually. Uh, you're never quite sure of what you're looking at. Even upon close inspection, uh, there's a vast landscape of splatter stains, apparently. Uh, the moisture wrinkled cardboard. Uh, yeah, I, I can't believe I'm reading this. Like I said, I, I, I draw the line ahead to look at it. I wasn't going to look at it. I was mad that I was even reading about it 10 years ago. I was really mad at myself, but I couldn't, I just, I was like, I, I, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I have to know more about what this going through this man's mind. And here's the thing. You never really find out what's going through his mind. Cause I don't think he even knows. I don't think he knows why he keep, kept it around. Or at least he couldn't articulate it for anyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's a definitely bizarre behavior that uh, probably needs to be unpacked by someone more qualified than me. Yeah. Um, because like, I'm just, I'm super utilitarian about it where I'm like, dude, let me tell you like five different things that would be so much better to use and get rid of. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a nutty, nutty thing. Um, <laughs> nothing in a box. Yeah. Uh, she goes, uh, this is a, actually a pretty long article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah. I uh, think we've got the gist of the gist. We got the clip. gist, but I mean, she, yeah, she goes even more into like how it affected Reddit and stuff. It's actually a really good article. I suggest if anybody, uh, is on the page, go check it out. Um, and it's actually really good. Uh, it's a funny article, got funny, funny stuff and, uh, it's topical. <laughs> I just, I just don't, I, you gotta have some kind of cognitive dissonance. Something there's just, definitely a cognitive dissonance. Yeah. yeah I mean, so there's we, gotta be kind of see it. Yeah. To keep the box that long, to try and burn it while it's soaked <laughs> and expect it to burn, even though it's soaked. And you know, you have to, because, okay. When the, the original thing you posted about stealing from a family member at their funeral, this, the, the question was never, what do you feel bad about doing? It's just, if you ever, any, if anybody knew what would tear you apart, he doesn't feel bad about stealing from a family member at their funeral either. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, he just thinks that they would tear him apart for doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just he's not. Uh, he he's just not all on the up and up. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a bizarre, um, definite slice of life. And it's a, definitely a great example as to why I try not to go into Reddit or 4chan or 8chan or any of the chans or any of that fucking chat shit that yeah. is 100% unmoderated kind of whatever they try to do with that. I'm not interested Madness. in that. Yeah, I'm not interested in that because humanity definitely needs a filter for me. And if I won't go out into humanity willingly and be okay with it, not having a filter that I can apply in my social media activity and talking with people yeah doesn't work for me either, you know like yeah no just, i got you just because you can't get to me physically doesn't mean i'm going to allow you access to me digitally <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like and i just i there's a lot of this kind of stuff like yes we're talking about it now and yes i'm going on and on about it because i'm trying to fill time for the show it has nothing to of do course. with my feelings about this it's... but anyway <laughs> like i just it, it's a perfect example of what the fuck is wrong with us as as human beings? Uh, I think you know. I here's the thing. Maybe we did advance too quickly. Maybe we were not supposed to meant to live as long as we live. You know, in the old days, it was like if you were like sixty, that that's something. You, you're probably gonna die soon. You know, and then arbitrarily, you would have just on occasion someone living to like 105, 110. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily you know, that. Maybe we live too long, so we got to find something to fill our lives or or there's some void with, you know, the world at some point broke and, you know, and, and, and we're all just trying to deal with it. No, it's that's not it. That's not it. No, at no. All. We've always been this way. I mean, okay. like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, humanity burned our own kind at the stake under the guise of them being under a different religion that we saw as a threat. Uh, that's not, you're not wrong. Religious wars have been fought because my God is bigger than your God between us for centuries. We kill each other without provocation, without any fucking reason. We're we're awful to each other. We have this unbelievable fucking capacity for good, and yet we choose to ignore it and focus in on our destructive capabilities nonstop. It's what we spend all of our fucking money and resources on, is more and more ways to destroy ourselves and make ourselves miserable. We have the power to destroy our planet indefinitely for centuries to come. with just 16 a, times over. 16 times over with the press of a button or two. Yeah. Yep, yep. And yet we allow a countless number of people to die of starvation every year for no fucking reason. Maybe we were just fucking rotten all along. And if we were made in the image of an infinitely intelligent being that fucking saw us doing it this way in their own image, then fuck them too for making us like this. Agreed. I don't know, man. Because th Listen. this person is clearly mentally divergent in some way, shape, or form, and people are taking advantage of that. And even we did by telling the story. Yeah. You know? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. If we're you not, about it, we're we not fucking innocent in this either. Like, my, no, my outrage no. and my vitriol for social media, we're not innocent of this either. There's a single human being who is. <laughs> yeah, we're still perpetuating fucking misery here in some way, shape, or form. Like, yeah. <laughs> because of this, this actual story. And yes, the cum jars are a thing. I wish I didn't know about them. But uh, have you seen the photo of the room of the Buffalo shooter? No. The dude was a brony and on a bookshelf, he may have actually had one of those with the actual My Little Pony figurine. Oh. 
Jesus Christ, man. This was a Reddit thing. This was a, like, this was a 4chan and 8chan kind of thing that was circulating around. And you see what it's doing to people, right? Yeah. Like how people end up with these kind of fucking chat rooms. But here's the thing. We're fucking awful all the time. And what these social medias have given is an amplification of the voice of the things that are negative and that are driving us to destroy ourselves. And it's built that way intentionally with its fucking algorithm. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Well, you fucking, yeah, you tossed that one out there, didn't you? <laughs> I'm just saying. And we're all yeah. perpetuating it. We're all part of it. And it all ties back into Sadako because who, who knows? Maybe Sadako is fucking social media. Maybe yeah. that's the curse of humanity that all of that fucking misery turned into one thing. And that is social media. And it's taken us all out. And we're saying thank you for it. Maybe the whole thing is we shouldn't be interacting as much as we do as human beings with each other. Well, I think with a certain amount of moderation, human beings actually are somewhat okay. And it's not a matter of, hey, you can't say that. It's more of a, please don't say that here. Yeah. That's all moderation really is. Yeah, that's true. Like, but just, everyone's reactionary, so right, but, but here's, they, that's what they hear. Here's the thing, right? My parents used to tell me, oh, no, you can't swear in front of grandma. Now, you can't swear. Just don't swear in front of grandma. Why? Because yeah. that would upset grandma. Yeah. Okay. So if um, I'm communicating with someone on a platform whose understanding is you can't swear in front of grandma, I don't think that's too much to ask. I can obviously not participate in that platform if I don't agree with that. Yeah, exactly. Go make your own platform. <laughs> Yeah. Where you could definitely swear in front of grandma. Well, you know what platform I created for myself, Matt, where I can swear however the fuck I want, whether or not my grandma's going to hear it? Are we on it right now? We are fucking on it, my friend. Word the fuck up. <laughs> this is how I'm communicating with the world, and I am grateful for the social media interactions I get from the people who listen to this show. Because yeah. if they can yeah. deal with us at this fucking level where we get way too fucking serious about shit that we can't fucking control and yeah. reveal way too much about how our anxiety is controlling our own minds, and by us, I mean we, me. Yeah, or, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> you. You're feeling me. You just aren't there with me. <laughs> this I'm not. Time. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm. I. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like those folks have been a definite blessing, and the interaction that we get with the listeners of this show have definitely been something that has kept me going through all of the dark shit and the thoughts that I've definitely expounded upon here, and my very negative view of humanity and our future. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it. So I thank all of you for at least giving me bright spots throughout the entirety of my day, and that's literally what I'm trying to do with this show and those dumb fucking memes that I throw your way. Matt, you want to close it out so we can talk to them about how to find that shit. Uh, yeah, let's close that shit out. They need to know how to find them memes. <laughs> All right, we're going to play the ending Legion promo. And when we come back, we will have Lysa X. It's L-I-S-A-X or Lisa X. I don't know which band with the song Looking Up To You right after this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, 
Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Once again, you don't all of a sudden understand Japanese because you've been what? covering these films. She's actually singing in English in that. Ah, damn it. Lisa X God. and or Lisa or Liza X. I thought I was getting it like hooked on phonics, the show for me. <laughs> I, thought, I figured out my way. You thought you were absorbing it, but you unfortunately are not. No. All right. Nope. Just back to being a dumb, dumb idiot. <laughs> hey, you can at least read the subtitles and you haven't written a long winded confession about the things that you come on or in yeah. on I mean, any way, shape, or form, or even talked about how you could tell people how to do it better. <laughs> you know what? You're right, Court. I'm going to take one of them dum-dums off of there. I'm, I'm just a dumb idiot. Yeah, that, that kind of works. If you'd like to find the previous instances where we have disparaged our own intelligence in a way to try and entertain you, available on the 353 previous instances where we have definitely done that, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I think pretty much every single episode of this show has been us basically uh, degrading ourselves in some way, shape, or form to make someone be entertained. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. Just that's all that this is about is entertaining people. We're trying to make you laugh and make your life a little bit better for at least the time that you're listening to us, because otherwise it's a big fucking steaming pile of misery. Right. (laughs) Yeah, maybe make you forget that, uh, you know, forget about all the pressures going on for at least like an hour (laughs) or two. And then we'll make you worry about other pressures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Your your escapism is being intruded by reality whenever Cork gets all dim from doom scrolling and dark. That or we just give you an existential crisis by mentioning some other horror that'll eventually come to our shores. 
<laughs> yeah, let's not even talk about monkeypox at this point like everybody else is. Jesus fucking Christ. One of the places where we definitely won't bring up anything like that and try to make things a little bit better for you and a little bit brighter. Thrice daily, during the work day, during the work week, for the working individual. Cinema yeah. underscore psyops. And you know what? Just because the work may be defined by other people as a 40-hour shift that was fought for you and they have to pay you for doesn't mean that you aren't working if you're not being paid for it. You are still working Therefore, you can still listen and consider yourself the working man or woman. That's right. Or person. Or person. Yes. <laughs> the place where I get the most positive interaction at all on social media is our Facebook group, Cinema PsyOps. And I thank each and every one of you that participate in the group that also listen to this show. Thank you so much. Yeah, you guys are kick ass. The second place, although there's a bunch of tumbleweeds, is my main feed of <laughs> Facebook, which I do see some things here and there and some memes and all of that. But mostly everybody's abandoned Facebook. And you know, I hope you're off doing some other things that make you happy and you're still listening to the show. Yeah, yeah. Fuck them billionaires. <laughs> yeah, literally, they're fucking parasites and they're not fucking worth your time. Get rid of them. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> if you'd like to write a dissertation about how capitalism is good and billionaires are actually okay, first of all, unless you are one, what the fuck is wrong with you? And secondly, yeah, right? you can send that to cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Yes, good job, good job. Well, while you're out there simping for people that are living off of you and because of you and wondering Yay, why we're telling you to stop doing it, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your thing. <laughs> play button that is so fucking stupid go ahead and start on your side all right and i am recording again one two three all right can you talk for me real quick yeah hello 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 check one check two okay that's good i just wanted to make sure i had you coming through i can't i haven't done that in fucking forever that's ridiculous none of I that mean, i recorded yet. my side but i think you only get my voice yeah so that's useless to me yeah other than your responses on this so i'm just going to start again from the screen and we'll just fucking go <laughs> Briefly, with what we just, I know it fucking blows. I'm sorry. We're just gonna have to. No, do you're it. fine. That's just holy shit. <laughs> that, yeah, that's never happened. It hasn't happened in years. Yeah. I yeah, it's been a long ass time. It had a second on there. I must have fucking hit the button twice. Ah, fuck it. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Oh, she decides to watch the video. The whole class gets around her, so you get kind of scared, and it just ends up being snails. So it's not the actual video. But they are actually even more terrifying. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll just put some salt on it. You'll be fine. Oh, that's fucking <laughs> cruel. Come on. Fuck I'm just saying, man. A little garlic, some butter. Nervous. You fucking saute yeah. them up. <laughs> saute that shit up, man. It's going to be tasty. Perfect. I don't even know how to cook snails, so don't do what you I just could, said at all, folks. You could throw that into a stew. <laughs> um, you put this in a pot, you got a stew going, baby. Yeah, you got a stew going, man. It's just great. Okay, that's, what do you think crock pot is for? Or maybe a Dutch oven? Like, how do you tell a fucking pig that? Well, you know, you just find your certain way of getting things done. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, think you can convince a pig that that's going to happen and be okay. Probably not. Well, ACAB. <laughs> At home. I love that you're on my side now. Uh, listen, man, you really get kicked in the teeth one too many times before you start realizing what the fuck's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Whatever took you to get here, thank you for being on this side of the picket. <laughs> yeah, well, it's enough blood. Knows that, you know, she's, she's happy to see him. Uh, they embrace. Roll credits. Fucking play, you fucking piece of shit. Yeah, bitch. Not a thing. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, still Sipping for people that are living off of you and because of you and wondering yeah, why we're telling you to stop doing it. Kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. <laughs> Jesus, man, we're getting fucking wow. grim. Yeah, we are. I think well, these, I, these negative worldview movies are starting to get to us. You think? You think it might be getting there? Either that or it's living in a fucking nonstop nightmare hell world for the last three years. Well, that too. Last three, I'm going to count four. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, it was, it feels like it was at least semi normal, like, five, six years ago, but I don't even fucking know anymore. Are you still recording? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna quit now. And we are done.